0: In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. It is with no small joy that we gather here in this garden place on this day dedicated to our Lady under her wonderful title Queen of the Holy Rosary. And what is a rosary but an enclosed garden where roses are raised. And so it is right that we gather in a garden. It is right that we gather to celebrate she through whom Christ our God has come into the world. And it is right that we begin by calling to mind our sins and with a humble confidence placing ourselves before the mercy of the living God. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. She was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in a wo- in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High, for the Lord God will give him the throne of David, his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I have no relations with a man? The angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. Behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaiden of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. And then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. When he was preaching in France, St. Louis de Montfort was known as the father who had the big rosary. Imitation, I guess, is the sincerest form of flattery. This is bigger than your head. (laughs) There is a value from time to time, not simply in having a dramatic rosary, but something that is a bit over the top. Because often we find ourselves with something smaller and much more fragile in our hands when we pray, don't we? And... What we hold as we pray does matter. What we hold as we speak does matter. Because on the one hand, the faith that we profess is faith in that one who hid the immensity of divine power and divine love in the fragility of a mortal body like ours. And as we turn to Our Lady, we see that even stranger, he was pleased to cloister himself in complete dependence within the fragility of Little Mary. And so it is the case that we hold often much smaller rosaries than this in our hands when we pray. But it's easy to forget sometimes when we look at the small size the greatness that is contained within it. And sometimes having the larger symbol allows us to emphasize the greatness in a way that is a little more apparent, that makes a little more sense. Because we don't simply celebrate Our Lady and Our Lord today, we celebrate them by honoring Our Lady under that wonderful title Queen of the Holy Rosary. What a marvelous expression, but what does it mean to be queen of a rosary? Let us again look at what it is that we say when we say the word rosary. As we noted at the beginning of mass, what is a rosary? It is first and foremost, before it was a set of beads, a place where roses are raised, a garden. What would it mean then to say, queen of a garden, queen of a place where roses are raised? The clue in no small measure is in our first reading from chapter 24 of the book of Sirach, a reading that for centuries upon centuries, The church has included in its celebration of Our Lady. Now, I'm not going to ask for a show of hands for how many of you, if I said, what is your favorite passage about Mary in the gospel, how many of you would raise your hands and say, Sirach, chapter 24? (laughs) It's unfortunately and lamentably largely unknown today, and yet it is an exquisitely beautiful and powerful passage. And the church has long seen within it a doubled layer to its meaning, to its message, to its speaking. On the one hand, there is the primary reference to Jesus, that wisdom of God through whom the world was made, that wisdom present before the Father, before all creation, that one who will come from the Father, to root himself in his people for their salvation. And yet on the other hand, the church has long seen as well a reference in these words to Our Lady. And that if we think about it, that should not surprise us. Because how does the one Lord, the saving wisdom of God, Jesus Christ, great and powerful, come to us? Only... Through Mary, with Mary, in Mary, and by Mary. And so, if the wisdom of God is said to, is told, put your roots in my elect, root yourself in my holy people, how does he do that? In Mary, through Mary, with Mary, and by Mary. In fact, when the Word is made flesh, he is quite literally sinking his roots in the human race, in the womb of Our Lady. How absolutely and exquisitely wonderful is that? But the Church has also seen here not simply a statement about the incarnation of the Lord, but about what happens after his resurrection. And Our Lady, later assumed into heaven, gloriously reigning at the side of her son. And that call for her to root herself in the hearts of the faithful. And why? Because Jesus is always, as much today as 2,000 years ago, the fruit of her womb. Simple question. Where does fruit come from? And before you say the grocery store, I'm looking for something prior to the grocery store. From the the garden, right. Fruit comes from a plant, from a tree. And if one wants to possess the fruit, if one wants to have access to the fruit, One needs to have access to the tree that yields it. What a marvelous idea that is. The Lord is today as much as always the blessed fruit of the womb of Our Lady. Fruit of this wonderful tree of life who is Mary. And so if I desire to eat of the fruit of life, I must have access to the tree. Root yourself in my elect. Root yourself in my people. What a marvelous statement about the importance of devotion to Our Lady. Root yourself. And why? So that the fruit that comes from you might always be theirs. So that we do not have to look in some strange garden, the garden which belongs to someone else. But in the true garden, where the tree has taken root, the fruit would always be available. And so now we turn to the beads. We turn now to the rosary, the garden of roses the garden where plants take root. Note how marvelous this is. How does the Lord root himself in the Lord's holy people? First by taking flesh in the womb of Mary. And how does that happen? Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. By those words, the eternal and all-powerful wisdom of Almighty God draws near to this world, desiring to set his roots in the holy people. And he goes to Nazareth, to this virgin, this one who in his providence he himself planted within the people of God, planted within this world, the pure rosebush, the perfect tree, the rich soil of the new garden of paradise. All of these are ways the church has described Our Lady, the enclosed and wonderful garden of God himself. Because a garden is also a place where one takes delight and rest in the good that is there. When God first made the world, he created it, a garden. We're the ones who changed that. And so here it is in the fullness of time, the Lord has planted for himself a new garden, whose name is Mary. And it is in this garden, that he would sink his roots into our humanity and from this garden go forth to save us. Mary is at one hand the plant, on the other the garden, just as Christ is on the one hand the tree of life and the fruit of the tree. How absolutely exquisitely beautiful that is. Hail, full of grace. We say those words to the one who is the great and beautiful and glorious garden of the Lord. We say those words and we recall that by them, the Lord puts his roots in our world. We say those words and we recall that our lady is the one that the Lord had planted at the very fullness of time and that she is that glorious bush who will bear the fruit of life itself, Jesus Christ, great and powerful. All that from the beginning of the Hail Mary. And note that the very heartbeat of the rosary is the repetition of that. Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, Time and time again, as we say it, on the one hand, we root our hearts in the heart of Our Lady. But on the other hand, we are also asking her to sink her roots, to plant herself in our lives. And why? So that the fruit of this glorious tree this marvelous rosebush, might always be ours. Because Jesus Christ is always the fruit of Our Lady. And if we desire the fruit, we must have access to the tree that produces it. But the rosary is more than just the repetition of a prayer. While we repeat that prayer, we are doing something. One of the exquisite greatnesses, one of the exquisite glories of the rosary is the way it combines vocal prayer, the saying of certain words in a certain way, with mental prayer, the fixing of the gaze of the mind on a saving truth, on an aspect of our salvation. And so, even as we say, Hail, full of grace, as we speak to Our Lady, we are fixing our gaze one mystery at a time on the face of her son and the way his life unfolds for us as we speak to her. And what is happening there? He begins to place his roots. In the elect, he begins to place his roots more deeply in our hearts. Note how marvelous that is. We gaze at the Lord as we speak to Our Lady. And in that process, he roots himself in our hearts. Queen, indeed, of the Holy Rosary. She is on the one hand the greatest of the flowers of the garden, the most perfect of the trees which yields the fruit of the garden. And on the other hand, she is also the garden. And note that it is the Lord who first created man in a garden, who then becomes man in the garden of Our Lady's womb. And why? Why? to lead us back home to that glorious garden of eternal life, where for all eternity we are the ones who will be rooted in that rich and glorious soil of divine life. All of that symbolized, contained, and made concrete and real in us by the rosary. What a powerful prayer. What a beautiful prayer. What a glorious prayer this is. In addition to the miracles that have been worked by the praying of the rosary, which are no small things, but not the great thing, is that deeper miracle of the rooting of the virtues, the graces, the very aspects of the life of Jesus Christ in the hearts of those who know its secret and know how to pray it well. And the key to unlocking it is to know always where to find that great and glorious tree that yields the fruit of life. Hail, full of grace, the Lord indeed is with thee.